Atlanta they unlocked on Anaheim Ducks. Trevor Zegras makes his NHL debut, but we're left with more questions than answers. We'll talk about it on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? It is Tuesday, February 23rd, and oh boy, this one stung if you're a Ducks fan. If you're a Coyotes fan, you are jumping for joy. If you're a Kings fan, you are laughing. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. A reminder, you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe if you haven't already, and follow this show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Let's get right into it. The Ducks and the Yotes played a thriller last night at Gila River Arena in Glendale, Arizona. And right away, the hype train was already on board because Trevor Zegras made his NHL debut last night. And it got off to a fantastic start. We'll go more in-depth on Trevor Zegras in the second and third parts of this podcast. But let's get right into the actual game and what all happened. Zegras came out there opening lap by himself. It looked good at the start. Zegras was getting pucks on there, um, getting a couple good chances. Early on, Jacob Silverberg... He had a nice goal out in front of Darcy Kemper, and this one was completely on Johan Larson. Larson tried to corral the puck, tried to move the puck outside of their defensive zone, but Jakob Silverberg stole the puck, got it right past Darcy Kemper, and that made it one nothing Ducks right away. They kept pressing, kept getting chance after chance. Finally, Max Jones, on a power play, mind you, a power play goal. By the Anaheim Ducks. How often does that happen, folks? Cam Fowler and Max Comtois got the helpers on that one. But Max Jones gets the goal, making it 2-0 Ducks. That was actually a very good power play. Seeing Trevor Zegers out there on that first unit was, was fine. But that second unit with Getzloff, Comtois, Jones, especially Cam Fowler quarterbacking that power play. I personally think Cam Fowler does a better job of quarterback in a power play than Kevin Shattenkirk has so far this season. Maybe there needs to be a change there, but we'll talk about that later as well. Also, also, immediately after that power play goal, Max Jones did a little bit of chirping there, and this is when all hell broke loose. Max Jones did some chirping against Oliver Ekman Larson, and there was Darcy Kemper looking all pissed off getting right into the action, pulling a John Gibson. So yeah, the other goalie got a little bit pissed off. Yeah, we called that there would be some fighting going on, myself and Rob Liano. He kind of alluded that Darcy Kemper has a little bit of a temper on him. Well, I, I guess we kind of called it of who would fight and who wouldn't. So that happened. Darcy Kemper ended up with a penalty, as did a bunch of others. Max Jones got a penalty for chirping. Getzloff got a penalty for roughing. Lawson Krause, he mixed it up with Getzloff. Who would have thought that? But what was the endearing moment of that power play, or rather that penalty, was seeing Max Jones and Ryan Getzloff laughing in the penalty box. Little did they know that they were pissing off the other team. Yeah, you're down there laughing, you're having a good time, you're looking up, you're saying, yeah, I got him good, yeah, I got him good. Yeah, none of that mattered in the end, but at the time... Anaheim had complete control over the game. They had the mental toughness. They had the edge. Everything was going their way. And we had even more fighting after that. John Hayden 
He fought against Max Jones. The only reason Max Jones didn't get the boot after that was because Max Jones didn't get nailed for a fighting major after the goal. This time it was a fighting major, so Hayden and Jones go to the box. After that, Derek Grant, the Elite 1C, gets into it. So Lawson Krause cross-checked against Derek Grant. He got pissed off. Krause joined the fray. So it was Krause versus Grant. You have a bunch of guys that are going to the penalty box, except Hayden and Jones went into their locker rooms. Grant and Krause, immediately after that fight, they said, screw it, locker rooms. Derek Grant said, yeah, we're good. So it was 2 nothing. Because that penalty took place only 13 seconds left in the first, it carried over to the second. Right at the end of that power play, the Ducks score once again. This time, it is Cam Fowler with the goal. And by the way, great screen by Isaac Lundestrom on that one. He did a great job blocking Darcy Kemper's view. That made it 3 nothing Anaheim. They have all the momentum. Max Kotal with the second assist of the game. And Getzloff got an assist on that one as well. And Fowler with his second of the season. And then all hell broke loose. If you're a Ducks fan, you might want to turn away from the next two minutes. Christian Dvorak got a shorthanded goal. Yeah, the Ducks were on a power play again. It was looking good to start. You had the first power play unit out there. And that's when it got bad. Jakob Silverberg tried to pass it off the boards to Shattenkirk, but Shattenkirk should have moved more forward towards the puck. As a result of that horrendous turnover, Christian Dvorak had a breakaway chance, and he was hooked from behind by Jakob Silverberg to force a penalty shot. And on that penalty shot, John Gibson tried to stack the pads, but it did not work. 3-1 Coyotes. That turnover is both on Silverberg and Shattenkirk. It was on both of them. They both did a terrible job on that power play. Move ahead to two minutes later, and once again, another bad turnover. And guess who's in the middle of that turnover again? Kevin Shattenkirk. It seems like I'm talking about him a lot, and for good reason. He was part of that first turnover. He was a direct part of that second turnover. It was that bad, folks. Credit the turnover. Derek Broussard got the puck from Garland and Kessel. That made it 3-2 Anaheim. Oh, but it got so much worse because two minutes after that, Jacob Chikrin on a breakaway just getting past two Ducks. He scores his fourth of the season, and this was a very strange goal. He was falling towards the goal, kind of did... Not a kicking motion, but his foot did propel the puck in as he's sliding and barreling towards the net. It was a good goal. The refs reviewed it for about five minutes. Eventually, they called it a good goal. The call on the ice stands. 3-3 to tie. They scored three goals in under four minutes. Oof. Third period went from worse to even worse. Christian Dvorak got his second goal of the game on the power play. This was just great passing all around. You had Clayton Keller to Jacob Chikrin, right to Christian Dvorak, his ninth of the season, second of the game, making it 4-3 Arizona. That's your final score. The Coyotes win 4-3. to 
the Ducks blow a three-goal lead, and the debut of Trevor Zegras is spoiled. And we'll go much more into detail about Trevor Zegras after the first intermission. Let's talk about rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need. Whether you drive a classic car like a Ferrari, a Camaro, if you drive a Chevy, a Toyota, among other modern cars, rockauto.com has the parts for you. They've been family-owned and operated for over two decades. Why spend more when you can save over 50% on car parts? Once again, that is rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. And in the How Did You Hear About Us box, tell them that Locked On Ducks sent you. Once again, rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. After the first intermission, we're going to talk about the debut of Trevor Zegris. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. All right, let's talk about it. Trevor Zegras made his debut last night at Gila River Arena in Glendale, Arizona. He had the opening lap by himself, which was cool. His whole family was there, his younger sister, his two parents. They were both present at the arena. Having that moment before the game was really cool, not only for him, but for his family, making the trip from New York. That was really cool to see. Having all the fans come out. I saw all the Ducks fans there. They all had their jerseys on. I saw you guys. You made the trip, congratulated him, applauded him as he warmed up. That was a cool moment for him. As soon as the game started... He made an impact pretty quickly. In fact, I'm going to break it down shift by shift in that first period. And I can do that because he actually played a lot in the first period. All right. So very first shift, he's out there on the opening faceoff. Took a hit by Nicholas Jalmerson. But he looked pretty comfortable out there for the most part. Um, maybe some opening jitters, opening second jitters. But he was fine that first shift. Um, skated well. Second shift, he was on the ice with Silverberg. On the steal and the goal. He was right next to the action. And honestly, he was in the area for a possible rebound if Silverberg gets a pad or he misses. Zegris was right there. So if Silverberg wasn't going to get that goal, then Zegris very well could have. So great job by Zegris on the second shift. Third shift. He joined the play after Raquel left the penalty box. On one of those early penalties. Zegris did keep the puck in the zone. Which directly led to another Ducks shot. Right before that first TV timeout. So immediately his first three shifts. Before the first TV timeout. Was good on all accounts. Except for the jitters. But he was fine. Fourth shift. Fantastic scoring chance. Kind of around the crease area. I thought he had a good chance out there. Didn't get an official shot on goal there. But... He was right there in the middle of the action. He's not afraid to get down near the crease or get down near the home plate area. So that's kind of his style. And if he's going to play in the NHL, he's got to continue being that aggressive. Fifth shift. First power play unit. On that first power play, he had a terrific cross-ice pass to Ricard Raquel, who just missed the goal off of Darcy Kemper's pad. And I could see Ducks fans on Twitter going, oh, he almost got his first assist. If only Raquel had got that shot, 
just over the pad. Yeah, coulda, woulda, shoulda. He will get many more opportunities, Ducks fans. He will. Then the following shift, his sixth shift. He's on the first power play unit again. And another great pass across the Royal Road to Ricard Raquel, who just missed the net. Raquel was trying to go top shelf corner to the right. He missed it by a few inches. He came that close. So twice he could have gotten an assist. Trevor Zegras could have gotten his first NHL point, but alas, that did not occur. It was also around this time that some of the the fighting was beginning to happen. So Zegras didn't get a whole lot of playing time after that. In the second period, that's when everything shifted. And I still don't know where this came from. If this came from GM Bob Murray or if this came from Coach Dallas Eakins. But for some reason, for some unknown reason, you rest Trevor Zegras. He's been out there when the plays have been working and they build up this lead. All of a sudden you take him out, the Ducks blow a three-goal lead? Of course it's going to happen because you leave out Trevor Zegras. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, look, let's let's calm down for a second. I mean, let's not jump to conclusions here. I mean, can an entire team really depend on one player, one incoming player? Well, when it's Trevor Zegras, that could be a case. That might be a case. It very well could have been if you leave Zegras out there on regular shifts, then the Ducks wouldn't have blown a three-goal lead. As it was, the Ducks were taking penalty after penalty. They were on the penalty kill almost constantly in the second period, which lasted over an hour because there was so much disconnect, so much weirdness going on. You had the fighting going on. You had the long delay on that third goal. You had an unfortunate incident where Carter Rowney was being helped off the ice after checking Jacob Chikrin into the boards. So it went from bad to worse. And then it got worse after that when Trevor Zegras had only seen one even strength period that entire second period. And that was only after the Coyotes scored their second goal and after Carter, or right around the time when Carter Rowney got injured. So was it possible that Eakins was protecting him? What was the deal there? What's going on? A lot of this is going to go on Dallas Eakins, and it should. Some of this is going to go on Bob Murray, and it absolutely should. In that third period, Trevor Zegras only saw 2 minutes and 38 seconds of ice time over 3 shifts. He had 6 shifts in the first period, 3 in the second, and that's it. Now granted, he was on the ice during that bad turnover where the Ducks gave up that short-handed penalty shot goal. A short-handed goal. You don't want to be on the ice for that. But you don't punish the kid by benching him. You need to build his confidence up and keep putting him out there on the ice. This was an abysmal move by Coach Dallas Eakins. He shouldn't have done it. He's definitely on the hot seat. And I said honesty time. I'm going to be even more honest right now. I said Coach Dallas Eakins may be coaching himself out of a job with that second period. Aside from Zegras, we're not seeing much ice time from Josh Mahura or Terry either. It's disheartening when these dynamic young players are not getting the chance. I will stand by that. I will go even further on that. Dallas Eakins needs to not put the fourth liners out there. If you're going to not put Zegers in, at least put in more of the first and third liners. At least play much more of that di- that third line, which has been fantastic. Put in Raquel more. Maybe you put Max Jones in there more. Maybe you put Sam Steele in. I don't know. I don't know what you do 
But if you're Dallas Eakins, put some of those guys in the game instead of Delorier and Grant. I I get it. They were on the penalty kill a lot. But even on 5-on-5 five five even strength, you've got to put Zegris out there as much as possible because he is that much of a game changer. He's that dynamic of a player. He was one of the few Anaheim Ducks who had a positive game score in last night's game, thanks to Hockey Stat Cards for that. It's frustrating as someone that has covered the Ducks for a couple of seasons now. This is not just on Dallas Eakins. This is on GM Bob Murray. This is on everyone higher up. This is on everyone in the organization. If you're not going to play Trevor Zegras in a game, then you may as well send him back down to San Diego. The Ducks are in last place. They're certainly not going to make the playoffs, especially after these last three games. So what's the point in having Trevor Zegras with the Ducks if you're just going to waste a year of his entry-level contract? It's a waste. It is bad. I'm going to go more in-depth on that in the third segment. But first, let's talk about BetOnline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network and your trusted online sportsbook if you go there right now, use promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. They have the NBA, they have Major League Baseball coming soon, and they of course have the National Hockey League. So once again, BetOnline.ag gets you a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On. Once again, BetOnline.ag is the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please gamble responsibly. And we're going to talk much more about this one on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, Trevor Zegers, we're going to continue talking more about him. And if you let the kids play... Good things will happen. I feel like I've said that phrase maybe a hundred times so far this season, but I'm going to keep saying it. If you let the kids play, good things will happen. Look what happened in that third period. Once the young guys got out there, things were starting to look up. The Ducks were getting chances once again. They were getting scoring opportunities once again. Maybe let those guys play. Hey, look at look at this. Uh, at the Ducks roster. Eight players are age 23 or younger, and they have more of an impact than some of the other guys on the roster. Look at the guys on the roster as far as the Ducks. You have Sam Steele. He's really good. You have Trevor Zegras. He's pretty good. Yeah, you have a bunch of young guys that are still up and coming. They're still getting better. Keep that as your good young core. Keep them together. Maybe good things will happen. We'll see. And while you're at it, maybe call up Jamie Drysdale for a spell. Maybe call up Jacob Perot. See how he does. You can't do any worse than you are now, right? The Ducks are on a pretty bad losing streak right now. So what else are you going to try? Stick crap on the wall. Yeah, throw crap on the wall. See what sticks. Dallas Eakins is not doing that. He's still utilizing the same tired power play that's been going on all season long. Why put Shattenkirk out there with that first unit? It is not working. Switch it up. Put Cam Fowler on that first unit. Get some more puck movement. Get it more free-flowing. See how that plays out. You can't put Lindholm out there because he's injured. 
you can't put Manton out there because he's also injured. So you're left with Kevin Shattenkirk. Why not try Yanni Hockenpah on that spot? Hockenpah does a fantastic job with the power play with the San Diego Goals. He was great in that role last season. Do it this year, at least for a couple of games. You have a day off today. Put put him put him in there. Mix it around. Oh, and by the way, Coach Eakins, why do you put Trevor Zegers out there for that few minutes when his parents flew all the way in cross country to see his boy debut in the National Hockey League? Why bench him that much? Look at his five on five tonight. 85.7 Corsi 4. 100% goals 4 percentage. He had some great chances. He was really good. He had this whole systematic play. No, it's not working. It will not work with Zegris. How about this all grit thing that he's talking about? No, it does not work when you keep coaching based on grit. And whoever's out there, I get it. But Dallas Eakins probably coached his way out of a job tonight. It almost feels like he lost that team sometime this season. It's already February 23rd. We're already almost 20 games in. Dallas Eakins is not the coach for the Ducks. And I know more people are going to defend him. More people defended him last season. That number has dwindled so much that the only chance... You know what? No. I don't think there's a chance he lasts after this season. I'm going to come out and say it. I don't think Dallas Eakins is going to last until the end of the season. More grit, less skill. Sure, that's what we're seeing from Coach Dallas Eakins. It's that bad right now. So the Ducks have the day off today. They play again tomorrow. Same two teams, same arena. Once again, Wednesday at 6 o'clock. That's what's going on. All right, I am done for today. I'm done talking about this team today. Done talking about... At Dallas Eakins. Zegris, you, you deserve better. You deserve better, buddy. All right. We're going to close it off for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more previous podcasts, you can tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. Make sure to rate, comment, or subscribe if you have not already. Also, follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Follow this show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. And also, don't forget to check out More Than The Game also on the Locked On Podcast Network. More Than The Game is featuring Black History Month. And right now, you could hear Candice Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball talking about the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. So tune in to Locked On Presents and tune into all the other fantastic programs on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying please be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks fly together.